Hello and happy Friday. We made it through another long and very hot week, but we got a lot going on in the sports world with MLB trade deadline officially over, college football realignment is heating up, and the Wyndham Championship just teed off. And hopefully, we're not going too fast down some metal slides. Uh, welcome into another edition of your favorite podcast, Burgers and Brats. Got a great episode for you guys. Before we get started, make sure you follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service at Burgers and Brats. That's Burgers and Brats. And stay up to date with latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Burgers and Brats. And check out the Burgers Brats podcast website, burgersbratspodcast.com. So, guys, a lot is happening this week. It, let's start with the MLB trade deadline. This was probably the most least interesting thing to happen during the week. I mean, one of the most boring, uneventful trade deadlines I, I can remember. I mean, the biggest thing to me was Justin Verlander going back to Houston. That, that's really it. Otherwise, I mean, some teams loaded up. Angels got a bunch of players. Mets <laughs> got rid of everyone they sold. So, a bunch of teams. Uh, Orioles got a good process or got a good pitcher with Flirty, and he came in dominated his games. But otherwise, nothing really shaped or stood out too much that a team is an ultimate favorite or at least a very good contender to make it to a World Series. I mean, maybe the Astros. Got got the best, and then Angels got a bunch of pros or got a bunch of uh, help, and then they also get Mike Trout back in a couple weeks, so that could be big news. Uh, otherwise, it what is going on in New York? The Mets bought so much; they bought in and just sold at the deadline. It's fun seeing the Mets be the Mets. And just disappointing, paying all that money and trading everyone away after this disappointing season. But I really can't talk much because the Yankees, they're not doing good either. They are, they are last place in the AL East. I believe this is the first time in uh, since I think the 80s that the Cardinals and Yankees have both been in last place in their divisions this deep into the season at the same time. Just incredible, incredible stuff. Uh, not for me as a Yankees fan, but it sucks. I mean, they're only three and a half games out of the wild card, so plenty of time to get it up. Um, Brian Cashman, I mean, it's got to be time to go. I I mean, lifetime appointments, you got the Supreme Court, and you got Yankees front office. Those are apparently lifetime appointments. Get rid of the man. He's not a Cashman. Get rid of him. I'm sick of Brian Cashman leading this team as the GM. I, I want some new young blood. I mean, all around in the front office as the as the Yankees fan. It's it's time. I mean, I've lived through the worst 20, 10 years, fifteen years of Yankees history. This sucks. I every every other generation was getting Yankees championships every every other year, and I'm getting nothing. I've got one. I'm, I'm, I got one that I remember. My last one, 2009. This is ridiculous. Make some changes, Yankees. Uh, overall, I mean, with the standings in the baseball, I mean, Orioles, Orioles, Ra- 
Orioles lead the AL, followed by the Rangers and the Twins. I mean, Twins, like I mentioned earlier in the week, no one's talking about them. No one. And they're third in the AL with a pretty good margin. So pretty pretty good stuff from seeing the Minnesota Rangers. I guess the Strangers aren't going to aren't going to blow this. Uh, they've got a good lead as well. So it, we'll see what happens in the playoffs, but this team might be legit uh making ALCS. I don't I'm not picking them to win a World Series, but honestly, I don't know who I like in the AL. I maybe the Rays, but otherwise, I really don't like these teams. It's there's no Orioles have a good lead, but just not dominant. Not very dominant. Uh, over in the NL, you got the Braves at the one seed, followed by the Dodgers, and then the Reds in the three spot. I mean, I really like the Bra- I really like the Braves. Uh, they're really good, really really good team. They're one win away from seventy. Probably get seventy by the time you listen to this podcast. Dodgers, uh, they didn't start off too hot, but I mean, they made their way, and they should with all that star power. So. Dodgers in second, Reds, LA, LA De La Cruz, amazing, amazing to watch. So, uh, see if they can keep that up. Then you got the Giants in the wild card, followed by the Phillies, and then the Brewers. And then four through six, it's close, two and a half games. Uh, probably a one, probably a four team battle to get into the wild card. Teams that aren't already in the wild card, so. It's going to be close there in the NL. It's going to be fun heating up. Cubs are looking good. Cubs are a really, really hot team right now. So looking forward to watching that. All right. Uh, that's really it in the MLB. Trying to keep this podcast a little short for y'all. A little Friday. Just get a little listen on the sports updates and uh, enjoy your weekend. Uh, so let's move into On This Day in History before we dive into all everything else going on. Uh, 1936. Jesse Owens wins the 200 meter in the world record time, 20.7 seconds, his third gold in Berlin during the Olympics. Uh, 13:05, yeah, we're throwing it back on that one. <laughs> uh, William Wallace is captured by the English and transported to London uh, for his trial and to be executed. I mean, many of you guys know the story from Braveheart. And Mel Gibson, great movie, but that movie was, I think, 5% accurate. I mean, one of the worst, uh, least accurate movies, I think, historically, <laughs> according to historians. So, uh, great movie in my opinion, but with the facts, not so much. And then 1693, a lot of, y- a lot of y'all will love this one. Champagne was invented. Uh, happy birthday, Meghan Markle, Louis Armstrong, Neil Armstrong, and Herb Brooks, coach of the Miracle on Ice team, the U.S. hockey team that took down the Soviets. So good on these on this birthday, and good on this day. Sponsored by Hefner Eye Care. Check them out, 5757 Northwest, 132nd Street in Oklahoma City. And check them out, HefnerEyeCare.com, where you can use their virtual try-on through the website. Try on the glasses, sunglasses that you like, see how they fit you. And then go into the store, order them through... The website so check them out hefner i care hefner i care dot com all right let's start first with some news that's close to home for the oklahoma sooners they land a big time transfer through softball with little sister oklahoma state transfer 
um, Kelly Maxwell coming to the University of Oklahoma. So, a uh, great pitcher for the Oklahoma State Cowgirls, but deciding to decided she wants to win a ring and came to OU. I mean, she's gonna have some some battles with the pitching with our pitching core, but uh, she she's a phenomenal phenomenal athlete, phenomenal pitcher. She is dominant. I mean, she's held OU some close games over the last few years that we faced her. I mean, where I was like, whoa, scared to face her when she comes out and plays us. So she finished her OSU career at 58-20 and 20 with a 1.5 ERA and just under 500 innings pitched. And she has 40 complete games with 21 shutouts, 12 saves, and 746 strikeouts in her career. Remarkable, remarkable stuff. I mean, she's one of the best in college softball, and OU is getting a great piece in that. Uh, Maxwell last season, 2023, was 16-7, a 1.91 ERA in, in 142 innings pitched, and she threw nine complete games and struck out 229 so, I mean, a little drop-off from the last season. It uh, wasn't as dominant, especially towards the end of the year. kind of blew a game. But otherwise, phenomenal, phenomenal girl, phenomenal athlete. And she is choosing correctly and coming and getting that ring in Norman, Oklahoma. So, uh, big big props to Kelly Maxwell. Uh, probably going to take a lot of heat from Oklahoma Light fans, but making the right decision for her and her future at OU. Uh, Messi, uh, he's dominating, dominating Miami, Interleague Miami, and get this, I mean, he's been with the team, I guess, a month now, he is only 24 goals away from becoming Miami's all-time goal scorer, <laughs> he's only played th- four games, <laughs> and this dude is only 24 away from leading the franchise from God, that is just remarkable stuff i mean the goat the goat but other also who has really played for mls in the team so uh there's that uh now let's talk some or right, speaking of soccer uh usa women's national team they play sweden uh sunday at 4 a.m just advancing into the group of 16 uh having it two draws to get out of the group stage Kind of, kind of weird, weird stuff from this U.S. Women's National Team because they have won the last two World Cups and just dominating fashion, and just to come in and draw twice and especially against this uh, previous team and not look as dominant, just haven't looked themselves. It, it's pretty remarkable things. I mean, yeah, our girls are getting older, so and they they've been there. They know they don't have to try as hard probably during the games because the competition's not as uh, hard. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's kind of weird seeing this women's national team struggle just because, I mean, we we love watching USWNT instead of the USMNT instead of the men's national team because these women are just so much better and they actually go and win on the world stage. But it... it I, I I did I took offense kind of to what Carly Lloyd said about uh, not being happy with the team, uh, saying 
that they shouldn't be smiling, shouldn't be celebrating making it into the group of 16. I mean, you're competing against the best teams. I mean, athletes from other countries, they're going to have good athletes. Maybe you're not feeling well, you're... Your team, your team is just not clicking right now. So the ability to advance to the group of 16, and these are things that these women, these newer girls as well, for sure, have always dreamed about. I mean, you get to keep your season alive. You get a few more days in the World Cup. You, you get more experience, more uh, lifetime memories getting to stay here. You get to stay with this team longer. So, I I really, I, I did not like what Carly Lloyd said. I mean, you're an ambassador for the women's national team. Stop trying to take the spotlight away from them. Stop trying to be relevant. Stop trying to be upset. Don't be a Karen. These women are happy. They they, they just made it to a group of, the group of 16. Like, they're the 16, top 16 best teams in the country, or in the, in the world. So, I, that in itself is pretty impressive. Uh, I know they've won the last two, so... There's still a lot more to go for this team, which, I mean, if, if they don't make it any further, it, it is a disappointment. But these women, some of these women, girls had never even been this far, had never played. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to play for the U.S. Women's National Team. So uh, they do play Sweden uh, this Sunday at 4 a.m. Like I said, I, I'm sorry, but I will not be up watching that. Uh, Sweden has won four of the last five since 2017. And the last two matches that took place in 2021. So it's been two years since these teams faced each other. They have a lot of familiarity. Maybe that helps the Team USA. I mean, they've been close matches. But you, you get a team that you kind of know what they're about. You face them a lot. You a little more easy going into it. Kind of know what they're, you're getting hit with. So that could help. I mean, you haven't won many of those matches that you've had with them the last... Uh, six years so i uh, will see I, I i will pick the u.s to win just because of their history last two uh world cup experiences so i'll pick them to win but i would not be surprised if sween maybe won this uh but it, it's it, it should be a win for the u.s just because of the history uh, the last two previous world cups and how this team is still pretty much intact so that's U.S. Women's uh, World Cup right there. And then let's go into the conference realignments. Now, a lot of people are excited, happy. These teams are breaking up, or the conferences are breaking up. These teams are going other places, but it's really not that cool. I mean, for some of these schools, some of these fa fan bases, uh, it, it sucks because now you're relocating. You don't get your... You don't get the comfort of the teams you usually play. Now you got to go further. New ma I mean, new matchups are fun, but it's you don't it, putting some of these schools in a worse position than they already were by some teams leaving their conference. So it, it's looking it's looking pretty solidified that Oregon, Washington, Cal, and Stanford are going to the Big Ten. Big Ten is just war figuring out the best way to do this money-wise and everything. Uh, but that is looking pretty, pretty solid for those four teams to make it there. 
I mean, it, it's just all about the money. Fox, CBS, NBC, they're not going to pay another $70 million per school to these other uh, Pac-12 schools. ESPN and Apple, like we've kind of been hearing about, are lowballing uh, the, the Pac-12. So it, it looks like uh, the Stanford and Cal, they have not <laughs> given much in the, any sports over the last few years. I mean, Stanford and women's basketball. But they are making it because of academics and Big Twelve, Big Ten just prides itself on ap- academics. So and Washington is a pretty good academic school. Don't know too much about Oregon, but they are. I mean, football, decent basketball, and they got the track. So it these teams are going to be solid additions for the Big Ten. Cal, no, but just because of academic academics, and that's why Rutgers and Northwestern are in the Big Ten, guys. So, uh, <laughs> Rutgers versus Cal, going to be phenomenal. Going to be game of the week every week. Uh, looks like, and on the other hand, Arizona and Arizona State had deep conversations with the Big 12. Has not gone final yet, but by the time this podcast is out, wouldn't be surprised if it was final that they are heading to the Big 12. Arizona, Arizona State, heading to the Big 12. Don't know about Utah, I mean, do they really want to play BYU? Do they really want to go join BYU? I don't know. I do not know. I mean, just the Pac-12 commissioner, George uh, (coughs) Klyavkov, just ridiculous, man. He he is not a smart man. Just so many problems with this. I mean, he had the chance last year, two years ago, when Bob Bowlesby, the former commissioner of the Big 12, wanted to merge. And he said, no, we're not combining with the Big 12. We're fine. You guys are going downhill. We're going to be good. Well, it came back to bite you. And 10 years ago, Pac-12 could have just dissolved the Big 12 when Texas and Oklahoma wanted to come to the Pac-12. But, I mean, of course, Texas ruined everything. That's what they do. That's what they've done since the beginning of time. Texas wanted more money. Pac-12 said no. Turned OU and Texas away, and Big 12 is still going to outlast the Pac-12. Pretty remarkable stuff. I mean, 10 years later, it comes back to bite you for the Pac-12. And I mean, even two years ago, when Bob Bowlesby wanted to merge with the Pac-12, they said no. Should have said yes, buddy. Should have said yes, because now you are sinking into the ocean with no life raft. And you are no longer going to exist by the end of 2023 football season. Um, other Also, with the ACC and the SEC, maybe, or Big Ten, FSU. FSU wants out. Uh, the president of FSU said, "Not and I quote, Not that optimistic we'll be able to stay. They're gone. FSU is gone from the ACC. Um, they want more money for their brand awareness and everything. I mean, FSU does carry a brand awareness, but they haven't. They haven't. What have they been great at? I mean, softball. They just made it to. They were uh, the runner-ups and national champion runner-ups for softball this year. Football. They had their first ten-win season in years and years and years. Uh, they haven't been relevant really since. 
I mean, they haven't been relevant since Jameis Winston and Jimbo Fisher. So uh, they want that brand awareness, but they haven't done anything, I mean, in major sports-wise, for a while. Uh, and also, they're coming off, I mean, the season before last where they lost to Jackson State in football. So we'll see if maybe this year was a fluke or Jay Norvell, Nate Jay Norvell has them back. Um, some important dates. FSU needs to let the ACC know by August 15th if they want to be in another league by 2024. But their contract is through 2036. Man, the ACC was smart getting these teams locked up through 2036. Remarkable. Remarkable right there. I mean, if you're FSU and Clemson, you're kicking yourselves. You're like, oh my God, what were we thinking? Why? Why were, Why did we do this to ourselves? Um, <clears throat> yeah, FSU uh, President Richard McCullough that does not seem very optimistic that they are going to be able to stay in. I think that they will be gone very soon. I mean, their buyout's going to be huge. We'll see what happens. But I, I really don't know what where they can go besides the Big Ten. SEC doesn't, they're not going to take them right now, I don't think. Unless, can you kick out Missouri? <laughs> if you can kick out Missouri, they might take them. <laughs> maybe Mississippi State as well. Uh, <laughs> maybe SEC starts kicking some teams out. I don't know if you, what you can do about that. But if you can... <laughs> then that's going to be happening, and FSU will be in the SEC. But someone let me know, if what what are the legal implications of kicking a Missouri out of the SEC? I'm sure you can't do it, but that would that'd be very beneficial to the SEC and Florida State at the moment. All right, that's kind of the, kind of the conference realignment stuff going on, so should know. I mean... The end of this weekend, before the end of the weekend, next week, where the Pac-12 is head. I mean, it, we should know ASAP, maybe by the time the podcast comes out. So, uh, Now, finally, let's go into the Wyndham Championships. I have not watched any of the Wyndham Championships. I mean, I've been working all day, but I made some predictions. I'll, I'll be going over <clears throat> kind of some of the storylines, who I have as my overrated underrated and top 10 locks for the weekend uh, we are just weeks week away from the fedex championships and everything so uh, it's fun it's heating up in the golf world a bunch of guys taking off be uh, john rom scotty scheffler rory because they i mean they don't need any more points to make it into the fedex championship so <clears throat> um story that came out the other day uh john rom turned down the live in 2022 uh he said he fell in love with the game of golf, and that's what he wanted to hear from the live officials. But all he heard was about numbers, numbers, numbers. So, uh, <clears throat> respect to John Rom turning down live and all that. Uh, major, major respect for John Rom for doing that. Uh, the, this is the final tournament before the FedEx Championship next weekend at, and this uh, Wyndham Championship is at TPC Southwind in Memphis. A pretty course. Only a few hours, or the FedEx Championship. FedEx, yeah, FedEx Championships, TPC, Southwind, and Memphis. Pretty course. Uh, maybe we could go next weekend. Only a six-hour drive from Oklahoma City. So maybe making a trek to go watch the FedEx Championship. Uh, kind of some of the things to look out for this week for this tournament, the Wyndham Championship. Top 70 play next week. On the cusp, you've got uh, Justin Thomas at 79th, Shane Lowry 76th, Adam Scott, 81st, and Gary Woodland at 97th in the rank 
So some of them got a little more work than the others. Looking like 70s throughout the week. Uh, got some rain chances. Uh, but some of the, the favorites for the tournament. Uh, Sunjay M is the favorite at 16 to 1. Uh, Justin Thomas, Shane Lowry, Adam Scott are three of the six favorites to win the Wyndham Championship. Pretty remarkable stuff considering they're not even in the top 70 in the sports world. Um, start with my overrated for the weekend. Uh, I have not looked at the scores yet, so I don't know. Uh, I can look at that live with you guys. Um, let's see. So first, before we do this, before I look at the scores, my overrated for the week, uh, the favorite, I mean, Sanjay M, 16-1. He missed the 3M cut last week, and he hasn't finished in the top 20 in his last nine starts. That's I, I'm I'm not picking him. I mean, that is not good. But last ten starts, you haven't finished top twenty. You missed the cut last time, so definitely not picking uh, Sun JM. Stay away from him. Uh, I'm sorry, but Justin Thomas, what he hasn't done anything. He's looked terrible the last few weeks. I mean, he needs a good. He needs a decent round to make it into the seventy, but. Uh, I really can't trust him to do this. Uh, Cam Davis is someone else I'm staying away from. Uh, Ludwig Aberry, which is uh, one of the favorites on the on the list, staying away from him. And Russell Hensley. So I mean, these are all kind of favorites for this weekend, but I'm staying away from them. I don't think they're gonna uh, pull through on Sunday. <coughs> uh, kind of my underrated for the week. <coughs> uh, Taylor Moore. I mean, he's been balling. He's been in the tournaments that he's been in. He's been uh, rising, been a star. So I think he can get a pretty good finish, a pretty good bet. I think 50-1, to 1, maybe more, less. Uh, but Taylor Moore, Matt Kuchar, uh, I think he can definitely have a good round. Uh, he's been playing some good golf, and usually when you're looking at the scoreboards, he's in he's in a fight for at least till Saturday. And then uh, Mark Hubbard. Gary Woodland, and then J.J. Spawn. I mean, all three of these guys are at least contending on Saturday and, I mean, maybe making a run on Sunday, at least in contention top 20. So I, th I think these guys are uh, low-ball favorites that you can put some money in, money on and get some pretty good results back. Uh, my top 10 locks for this tournament, I'm going Hideki Matsuyama. I, I love what I see from him. I He's been close the last few weeks, kind of fading out on Sunday, but uh, I think he can kind of get it done. Uh, Webb Simpson, love Webb. <clears throat> I really like what he's doing. <coughs> Sam Burns, I think, is a really underrated pick, and he can be a top 10 lock. He plays really good ball. And then uh, <coughs> uh, Billy Horschel is uh, one one guy as well. I think pretty much see him in the top 10. So uh, those are some top 10 locks in my opinion for the Wyndham Championship kind of from what I've seen alright let me know who your locks are for the Wyndham Championship and let me know how excited you are for the FedEx Championship alright let's move on to the final segment who I'm sure my burger and brought with well you want to live longer well take up these habits by the age of 40 to do so uh, researchers at Carl Illinois College studied 700,000 Americans and found men who adopted these habits lived 24 years longer than those who didn't. And then for women, 21 years of extra life were added on. So these are super important in adding life to 
it yourself if you take these habits up by the age of 40. Number one, physical activity. Number two, good diet. Number three, not smoking. Number four, good sleep hygiene. Number five, no binge drinking. And number six, positive social relationships. So, I mean, pretty pretty common sense things that you think about that can help extend your life that are talked about a lot. But, I mean, this is further proof that these add two decades or more to your lifespan if you just start these habits before the age of 40. So that's what I'm sharing my burger bar with. Go be healthy. Go follow those six steps and live a longer life. So maybe don't eat all those burgers and brats. <laughs> but uh, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, great, great episode. Uh, let me know what you guys think of the episode on any platform, any streaming service at Burgers and Brats. Check out the Burgers Brats podcast website. Go buy some merch, guys. Go rock some merch. I mean, I got everything that you can think of on there. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe.